Welcome to It's a Slate of Mind with Allison Hazelden. This is the entertainment industry's video podcast, where we spark honest, unfiltered conversations within the community about things we're all thinking about, but don't talk about enough. I invite you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we tackle the industry together. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Allison Hazelden, your host of It's a Slate of Mind podcast. I am so happy to be here through your ears today with you. Um, I hope you guys have had a great week. I know for me, this has been an absolute whirlwind of a week. Uh, I, over the weekend, was thinking that this past week, last week, was kind of crazy, but Uh, The universe laughed in my face and handed me a really fun opportunity um, that kind of made this week even crazier. Sorry I'm being super vague about it, but um, it was super last-minute booking um, on a really cool film, and I'm really grateful to be a part of it, but it definitely uh, was not how I was expecting my week to go. So I'm really psyched about that. I hope you've had a lot of happy surprises yourself this week. Or if not, if it's been a chill week, I hope you've been really soaking that in because I am sure there's something coming around the bed for you. So uh, this week's challenge, if you didn't see it already on Instagram, is sign up for a class that teaches you a new skill. So that means that we need to broaden our skill set. And a lot of people don't realize that it's kind of more than just you know, your acting training, the bread and butter of what we're doing on screen all the time. There's a lot of different skills that you can add to your toolbox to broaden your scope of what you're capable of as as an actor and as a performer and as a talent in general. So I, I want you to take a minute and really think, when is the last time that you learned something completely new? There are so many classes that can complement and support your work as an actor, whether it's improv, hosting, learning about teleprompter skills, green screen, stunts, firearm training, or some other special skill that you've been dying to add to your resume. Make it a priority. If you haven't done it yet, do it. Book that class ASAP. Learning new things is so good for your brain, your body, and your resume. So I believe in you guys. I think you know, we're, we're really good at putting things off until next week or tomorrow or next year or whatever. Um, this is the week to cut out those excuses and make that thing that's been on your to-do list forever a reality. So I know for me, next on my list is kind of expanding my stunt training knowledge and capabilities. So that is something that I'm actively looking at expanding my skills in. So I can't wait to hear what you guys are hoping to learn a new skill in. If you haven't already be sure to head over to the Instagram at it's a slate of mind or my personal Instagram at Allison underscore Hazelden. And let me know what is on your list of new skills that you're looking to expand for your acting career. So let's dive on in. I have the absolute joy of sharing the stories and inspiration of one of my favorite power couples in Atlanta, Wendy Wynn and Dave Pelegi. They are the co-founders of The Creative Movement, a local Atlanta studio offering classes for actors, content creators, and so much more. They are both working actors, writers, and directors, and you may have seen them on projects like Legacies, Dynasty, Tales, Nashville, Sins of the Father, and so many more. 
In this episode, we talk about all things creativity, content creation, honing your power, connecting with your true purpose as a human being, and all kinds of other super inspirational little tidbits of wonderfulness. These two are just so incredible. Wendy and Dave are two of the most encouraging and positive people I've had the privilege of meeting this past year, and I know that they will continue to do incredible things in their careers and for our Atlanta film community. So here they are, the wonderful Wendy and Dave. Wendy and Dave, I want to know all the things about you guys (laughs) and um, how you ended up in this crazy business and kind of what you do now, what your focuses are, and anything else about yourselves you want to share. Sweet. Okay. Do you want to start? Uh, I can. So let's start with like where you guys are from. Are you guys yes. from here? Or? Okay. Uh, I was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Cool. Uh, and then was raised in the Bronx for a little bit and then moved to Western New York near Buffalo, Rochester area. Nice. And then got the heck out of there the moment I graduated. Wow. Because <laughs> the, the winter lasts nine months up there. And it's Yeah. I, so. I feel like I've heard that from almost everyone I know from Rochester. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, it's, it's great it's until terrible. winter happens. Right. <laughs> For nine months. Um, so then came, uh, did a, a uh, what I call a test run of college. The beta version didn't go very well, so we threw that in the trash. <laughs> okay. And then uh, jumped into a bunch of different things, like helping my friends run companies and do a bunch of, just did so many different things. Uh, ministry stuff and church deals and business deals with friends, helping them run and grow their companies, did consulting and staffing and all of this kind wow. of stuff. Just hodgepodge of everything. Cool. And uh, really just trying to find what the heck I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Trial and error. Pick yeah, up some extra yeah. skills along the way. And, <laughs> and I always had felt the entertainment industry was supposed to be my thing. But I grew up in a household where dreams were talked about a lot but never achieved. So they were looked down upon. Mm. Even though as a family, everyone was always going after dreams but never getting them. And I, I always saw that. So I think this weird seed was planted in me long ago of doubt and fear yeah. of, well, I guess I just got to make money. And then I guess maybe the dream will happen or maybe it won't, mm. but at least I'll be okay with money, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so uh, through a whole duck and weave and up and down and over route, uh, I ended up in Gulf Shores, Alabama, helping a friend of mine run a church and another friend run his company at the same time. And then uh, that's where I met this one. Lucky you. (laughs) Big time. Believe me, I know. I'm lucky. Uh, So, uh, and then we were friends for a while. We dated for a year and a half. We were engaged for a year and a half. And now we've been married 16 years. That feels like. Heck yeah. Feels like 125. Years um, of wedded bliss. Of joy. Right, yeah. <laughs> so but, it, but it's it's really cool now to even see through our marriage the progress of trying to find out who we are, mm-hmm. what we're called to, mm-hmm. the flow of just me as a, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, being able to grow into who I know I'm called to be and now being able to function in that and just trust that everything God's got it all and he's going to make it fall in line. And, uh, and that's really kind of where the current has brought us into the entertainment industry. Cool. 
um, when the market crashed, we just kind of jumped into it back in 08. We were like, well, if we can fail working for wow. other people and they're going to shut down their stuff, we might as well do something. Yeah. And so getting oh, into the entertainment industry and then, and it really was for both of us, I think home really, right? Like just, uh, we just kind of felt cause she's always wanted to do it publicly like she did a lot in high school college got her degree in it I was like super covert because we didn't offer sure. it in my high school we didn't have any drama oh, anything wow, really new middle school nothing wow. the community theater burnt down or something like that or got closed or foreclosed on or boarded it was always boarded up that's all wow. I remember <laughs> in our town so there was nothing to ever so do. against all odds right right yeah <laughs> you found your you know? way and in college I was just there to play baseball and then it became a business so I couldn't just be a goofball yeah. and play baseball and I hated that so then I was like well I don't want to play and they were like well, your grades are terrible. And the mm-hmm. only reason you still hear is baseball. So if you ain't going to play, bye. Wow. So then into business I went because it's the sure. only option I had sure. until God spun it around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> cool. but there's my story. We can get into awesome. more of that later. Let's let uh, yeah, let's hear about, let's hear about Wendy. Um, well, I grew up in a tiny little town and it sounds like so magical. It's called Magnolia Springs. Oh my gosh. Know, it's like Star right? Amazing. I feel like it's where all the magical creatures live. That's cute. But if you don't know where Magnolia Springs is, it's in Alabama near Gulf Shores in Orange Beach, Alabama. So if you just run all the way down to the end where water meets land, that's where I grew up. Cool. So very much beach spoiled, which I'm proud of. Yeah, me too. Me (laughs) too. It's a whole lifestyle. Um, And my upbringing, great, my up bringing hello was great um because we grew up on the water you know we went fishing and we played outside and it was my mom was like get outside and kind of lock the door on us and we were fine (laughs) with that because we literally just played we grew up in the woods on the river so like it was just such a magical childhood um and then I I never actually thought that I could be an actor I just never thought I could um Hmm. We, we grew up in middle class family, um, but I thought that you could only achieve those level of dreams if you had privilege, privilege, uh, meaning tons of money. OK. And my parents worked so hard and provide such a beautiful life for us. But it just wasn't that wasn't something that was down in the deep, deep south that was readily sure. available. That was just like Hollywood seemed so far away um, because, I mean, honestly, they're on opposite sides. Yeah. And um, we, I I kind of, it found me actually, because I grew up dancing um, and I was a cheerleader in school. I did, we had drama, but it wasn't strong. Okay. It wasn't Yeah. It wasn't like a prevalent, popular thing to do. Okay. It wasn't. um, But I remember it being there. It just wasn't anything that I thought, oh yeah, that's my thing. So I really focused into dance. Um, And then my mom was like, okay, you got to get a job that like really pays the bills and like sets you up for life. And I am a science and math nerd. So I was like, I'm going to be a doctor because literally my brain works like the matrix when it comes to the body. Like you tell me something happens and it's like, doom, 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 and puts it all together. That is a great skill to have. I mean, I think it's it's helped me. can't say I share that (laughs) at all. Well, it makes me have like a high level of nerd status, so... I mean, it's good. I like it. It's nerds are the best. Good nerds. Nerds status. rule the world. Yeah. It probably drives this one crazy every now and again because I'm always trying to fix things. But that being said, <laughs> I went to college and I was going to be a doctor. 
until I um, was getting a dance minor and my, I had to go through the theater department. And once mm. I was in the theater department, I had to go take an acting class. And I had okay. a really, really great, very inspiring teacher. And he was like, oh, no, 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 you're going to play a doctor. So I literally <laughs> was in my, my senior year in college and was like, oh, shoot, wrong thing, mom and dad. Like, I'm not going to oh, be man. a doctor. Um, so it kind of found me in a roundabout way, but it was always there because of my love of dance. Sure. So through sure. dance, my the words that an actor would use, I was just using my body. So it wasn't a hard transition into yeah. theater. Absolutely. That's, That's awesome. That is really cool. And so, so then you guys met in Alabama. We did. And then how did you guys find your way here to Atlanta? So we met in Alabama um, at church, and then I was still finishing up college. Mm -hmm. He was working, and then he had a job opportunity in Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. And okay. we had talked about, like, potentially going out to L.A., but Atlanta just seemed like a... And this was, this was back in 2008, step. you said, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. When it had just, like, a couple of yeah. things were here, and there was a little buzz. Little buzz, sure. right? Um, of already some things going on, right? And we didn't really... We didn't study it necessarily to be like all in, but hindsight, though, we were wow, like, great yeah, timing. I mean, God just like dropped us right at the beginning. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, yeah, we just plugged in to the local community here and yeah. still to this day have some of our dearest friends that we all started in the Atlanta market with who are now also running businesses that give back to um, the entertainment industry here yeah. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it's, we always talk about looking back and being like, do you remember when we would go on our first auditions <laughs> in Atlanta? And like, we just kind of reminisce. And it's really a beautiful thing because there were moments when we were like, we should move to LA. And of course our agents were like, no, the tax incentive's coming. So mm -hmm. we stayed put and thank God we did that. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. And it's so funny because I mean, and I said this to a few other people who kind of started here when you guys did, but at that point I was in Orlando and for us in Orlando, like we've always had a pretty steady commercial market mm -hmm. and like we had stuff coming through yeah. every once in a while. So we're like, what are those crazy people right. doing <laughs> in Atlanta? Like we're going to stay here. Mm -hmm. um, but then it just like every year I had more and more people I knew moving up. So yeah. you guys had great timing. Um, yeah. Awesome. And then what else do you guys do besides um, besides being actors? You guys so we too. have a, uh, yeah, so many things. So it's many so ridiculous. things. Yeah, um, we so we're things. serial entrepreneurs <laughs> uh, to the worst degree. Uh, but it's great, though. I mean, it's we feel like we have a lot of uh, creativity, a lot to give. You know, one of the things that, uh, I don't know if your listeners may know Gary Vee. I don't know if you go know very, mm -hmm. Gary Vee very well, but he's a big social media guy, business guy, me media guy. Uh, he always says that if he ever stops starting businesses, that means you need to check his pulse. That's kind of wow. his thing. Um, and he's got a ridiculous amount of businesses. I've always kind of felt that way. Yeah. And I've always had the itch to start something and sure. do something and, you know, all of that. So, um, you know, we have a production company. We handle uh, industrials, commercials. Uh, we just, uh, I'm a writer, so I wrote a show and a film. And we've got a bunch of shows and films we're talking to producers about right now, trying cool. to pitch, get funding for mm -hmm. Um, some interest on a couple of them. Um, I feel like one of my callings is to end suicide forever. That's kind of the foundation of why I do what I do. So everything that we do kind of points and leans in that direction to mm -hmm. partner with organizations already out there, start our own organization. So um, we have everything from 
software being built that helps kind of read people's online social media patterns if they're struggling with depression or suicide all the way to shows dealing with that yeah um and then we have obviously here at the studio the creative we've got classes workshops taping you know all that kind of stuff uh we're starting a live streaming company as well that's going to be launching here in the next couple months um that's really exciting we're doing it in a way that nobody else is doing it um Good God, we have so many. I have so many things spinning in my head to share, but there's just a lot going yeah. on because we feel, you know, I've studied a lot and still continuously studying millionaires and those who are really making a difference in the world. And uh, Time Magazine did an article where they had interviewed just, I think, over a hundred millionaires, and all of them, every single one of them, had over a minimum of seven streams of income. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they said was, they said, in a world like this, you cannot be someone who makes an, a difference without multiple streams of income sure. if what you want to do takes money. Yeah. And so, and all of them across the board were in so many different industries. Like it's just widespread, everything from a clothes, the guy who has a clothing industry, and then he's all the way over in the tech industry doing, doing apps and all of that kind of stuff and everything in between. It's just yeah. insane. Yeah. So uh, I've really felt like in order for our legacy to be what we feel like it's supposed to be. We need to have a really good, solid, broad foundation of revenue so that long after we're gone, we'll have people in place to run it. The kids can take it over if they want or do whatever they're called to do. <laughs> right. So that it's so that it is something that really gives us um, a life well lived. We can lay sure. our head on the pillow and know we're fulfilled because we changed yeah. a lot of lives and uh, and help them fulfill whatever their purpose is as our kids. Yeah. Um, going wherever they feel like they're supposed to. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's something that, I mean, I have been kind of following that trend too. And I think it's really awesome that not only that's possible now, but like the shift of society's view on doing that and Mm -hmm. the celebrating of being multi-passionate because I feel like for so long that wasn't something that was deemed okay. And I think that's really cool, especially Mm -hmm. for those of us who have those brains who want to do all kinds of different things. So that is awesome. And those are seriously cool goals that I'm yeah. going to pick your brain about. After yeah, this podcast. Let's do it. Well, and I think a big thing that, that rocked me was somebody like Tony Robbins and Gary V who, you know, Tony Robbins has been a big influence on me. I follow him on everything, done a ton of his stuff, courses and all of that. And one of the things he said was, is he always struggled growing up because everyone always told him that he needed to focus on one thing. You're spread too thin. You can't be an expert. You're a jack of all trades and a master of none. And when, and this was probably five, six years ago when I went through this particular course of his that he said, I realized that I was believing those people and those people were wrong. Right. He said, I was a master of five or six things. Mm-hmm. Everyone that I went up against in every area of those things I wanted to start a business, I would dominate them. And I realized, wait a minute, I'm dealing with their fear about what they can't do. And they're putting it on me. Right. When I read that. I immediately wrote down everything I was good at and I was like, holy smokes. Yeah, absolutely. And then I just started leaning into those things and studying more, growing in the, in the crafts of, of writing, directing, producing in this particular industry, leaning into the tech industry, having these Mm -hmm. apps built, talking to coders. What does it take? What is it, you know, uh, even leaning into some of the casting things that are going on in the industry. So all of those kind of levels of expertise, you just can't ignore. 
And a lot of people that do, we're shutting off possibilities of God to bring revenue in. You know, I've been a public speaker forever. And, you know, when I first got into this, I, I heard somebody in my ear say, you know, you may want to shut that down. This industry don't really look good on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, I just shied away from it. It was like, no, I'm an actor. That's all. You know, <laughs> and I'm an improv guy. So right. I just do what I do. Yeah. But this last couple of years, I've realized that that is an amazing way for me to change lives and a platform that nobody can match. Right. And I've been given that gift to be able to be on stage and captivate people and communicate things that really touch their heart. Yeah. So more and more freedom has come over the years in all the different facets that I feel like I'm gifted in and with her too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's so much power in taking back control of that narrative, especially mm-hmm. in this industry, because the rules are always changing. Yeah. So a lot of people who tell you those things are operating off, like you said, their own fears or some rule that they heard like 20 years ago mm-hmm. that no longer applies. So I, yeah, I yeah. completely agree. And I, you know, I heard somebody, um, one more thing, I'm always <laughs> talk. I'm sorry. Um, one of the things that really rocked me was uh, I was taking this random, I was auditing a class and a really gr- from a great teacher in town that everyone raved about. And I sat in the first thing out of the packed full audit night, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to tell you this thing. I want everybody to listen to me right now. Uh, I've been in this thing 25 years, and I just now have booked a recurring role. So don't you be thinking that you're going to do this thing fast and then go have You may take 25, 35, 45 years to do it, but you know what? If you're in it for the long haul, then great. I was like, okay, I'm done. I just had to get out. I couldn't because just because your journey has been that doesn't mean that everybody else's has to be. Yeah. Right. And so, not saying that he's bad or whatever, but that's his journey. That's his angle and perspective, if I choose to look at it from a different way, that I could crush right now, not for crushing sake, but for the lives that I know I want to change with the platform I'm building, then if that's what I decide, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. No, I just think it's, it's, it's silly to think that as humans, we're not just one thing. We're, we're detailed and deep. And I always like to say, we like to feel the feelings like freely and deeply, at least I do, like I get so passionate about so many things. And so it's kind of like a tragedy for us to not embrace fully who we are, fully the things that we're gifted at. I love science and math, but I'm super creative. So I'm one of those brains that uses both sides. So if I just shut off this side of my brain and didn't go after that, like there's so much that I'm closing the door to for what reason? Yeah. Like, just because someone just says be, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And I like to say maintain your lane. And your lane is the lane of you. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not like outrightly hurting someone, um, it is your responsibility to take the giftings that God put in you, the passions that you have, and see where those things take you. Because it's like a trickle-down effect. And, and really, we're on this earth for one another. And... If we're not going after those things, we're not fully, we're not fully reaching our potential. Sure. And we're just, we're just shutting doors for absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I talk to people all the time who are like, yeah, I thought this was what I was supposed to do with my Mm -hmm. life. And like, then I like, you know, took a chance and tried something new and it turned out that was where I was supposed to be. And we'll never have that progression if we don't let ourselves. And it's like, it's so important. And we tell even our actors in the studio that, you should do other things other than just being an actor. Like, mm-hmm. what are you passionate about? If you're an actor, your chances are you are passionate about other things because yeah. you like storytelling <laughs> and all that creativity. 
lends itself to other areas. And it's like, go after those things and you'll find things that will both serve your craft, but also you'll find out things about yourself that you're like, wow, I'm really good at that. I should, I want to do this and something will be birthed out of that. And if that can bring you in a stream of income, hallelujah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that's, that is a good uh, point to kind of bounce off of and start talking a little bit more about the creative your studio mm-hmm. and kind of how how did that get birthed and what have you guys learned you guys just, just had your one year anniversary right yeah. congratulations <laughs> yeah, that's you. exciting yeah so tell me a little bit about that and you know it was interesting you know we have a lot of friends in town that have studios so gleaning wisdom from them about mm-hmm. their journey kind of what they went through and how they do what they do Everybody in town has been very gracious in helping us and encouraging us and patting us on the back, you know, and come on, keep going, baby, keep doing your thing. Um, And we've helped other studios. I've taught a lot of other studios in town. And one of the things that I had talked to them about, because there are a lot of them are our friends, I've felt that a lot of creatives are stunted in their understanding of who they are and who they're called to be fully, like we were talking about. Mm And if they're that way in real life, then they are that way in their craft. There is no separating the two. Psychologists say you cannot flip a switch psychologically in one area or the other and just be free over here and then completely shut down sure. over here. There is a cross-mogination in our mind of how we function. And so we really felt like God had called us to start a place that could be a safe place to unite and unleash creatives into their calling of being content creators, whatever that might be, whatever that might mean, um, to really understand the freedom of their own view of themselves as an actor, that they're not just an actor, that they're a co-creator with the casting director, with the producer, with the writer, with the director, that that they're not lower on the totem pole, that they are peers, that they're equals. And it's so amazing as we brought casting directors in here and they say the exact same thing. We see people from our classes that we've told that to go, what you said the thing? That's what she said. Right? And they get so excited because they're like, oh my gosh, they actually think the same thing. It's been so freeing Mm. to have people finally have the light go on inside of them. You know, we're really big on why. Why are you put on this earth? Not just why are you in the industry? Sure. Why are you on this earth? What group of people were you created to touch? What pocket of a cause? Are you meant to make a difference in? Because when you define that, psychologists have shown that purpose, accepted and owned by the heart, heightens ability, talent, skill, memory, active listening. All of the basic psychological functionality in a human is raised when purpose is attached to it. Mm -hmm. So even the basic skill of acting, writing, whatever industry you might be in, is heightened when you understand why you're here. And so everything that we do is attached to that. We have our big curriculum workshop that we wrote for years with psychologists' help, helping creatives get out of the high, high, and the low lows, Mm. the madness of being a creative, right? Being able to, we call it mindset mastery, where it's just the progression. It's the everyday progress of controlling that thought process so it doesn't control you. That is so important. Yeah, yeah. It's so big. And so that aspect of their gifting, when they realize who they are, why they're here, number one, and then being able to attach that to their calling, to realize that like a lot of actors get burnt out because the entertainment industry is their final destination. Oh, yeah. 
So they book something, then they go home and they're still really low, still really sad because they don't realize that all it is is a vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's a platform. It's a tool. It's a vehicle to get to your destination, which right. is your why, why you're here, right? right? We've seen such freedom come into lives over this last year. We have over 40 uh, people who have started their own things from production companies to web series to feature films, yeah. short films, film competitions, podcasts. Um, everything you can imagine has just been unleashed in this place because they owned why they're here. And then also letting that be the vehicle for them to kind of have a platform to reach those people. Cool. Yeah. I love that. And I think that is one of the things like even before I, I knew much about you guys, I knew that there you guys had a very specific and different angle for your studio. And I think mm-hmm. that is so cool and so prevalent in the community too. Yeah. What yeah. is something do you guys think has been like the most surprising in this first year? I think that, you know, we started the studio, we're actors. So we were like, hey, let's give back. Let's give yeah. back. Let's give back. Let's help other actors. And there are so many other studios that are doing such magnificent work that mm. we really like link arms with and run with. And if we're like, if our studio doesn't fit, go to Drama Inc. Yeah. Or go to here. Or go yeah. to there, you know. And so we're, it, there, that's what one thing I love about Atlanta is that we're very supportive, that yeah. there's enough for everybody. And then we all understand that we're so unique that we offer different things. Absolutely. I think one one thing that when we started the studio and we thought, okay, we're going to teach classes and this was, is what it's going to look like, we really over this year have found that we go in deep. Like mm-hmm. that that's our angle. We go in deep in terms of your why, in terms of your mindset. Um, we can teach you how to say a line, but if your mind and your heart aren't connected, or if you're um, and bondage, so to speak, um, just with life things, things yeah. that have, you know, that we've all gone through that kind of hold us down and, and bring us down. And that, and that's not, you know, just for actors. That's everybody. Sure. That's we just, just a happen, person yeah, thing. Yeah. That's a people thing. Um, we just happen to be actors. So that's <laughs> we say yeah. a lot. But yeah. um, I think it's just going in deep on mindset like that and really igniting people and unleashing people yeah. to realize who they are why they were created and how they get to serve as a storyteller. I think that's a big misconception of this industry is it's a me, 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 me industry. Sure. And people look at me and then I get these things. And if you're thinking that way, then you're probably not going to go too far. (laughs) But if you look at it as a service industry where you're there to serve your, your fellow actor, all of the people in production and crew, Mm. you know, from pre-production to post-production, everything in between. um, It's just like, such a beautiful world and you'll gain so much more going in and serving people yeah. as opposed to seeing what you can get. I love that. I love that. Were you guys ever nervous? Cause I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. So here's my thing. So like my podcast is all about the mental, emotional and social aspects of our mm-hmm. industry. And so I love that you guys are all about getting deep. I feel like at least with my, you know, previous experiences with various agencies and various places, I feel like that's one of those things that people get kind of nervous. I'm like, okay, we're going in deep. Like, Ooh, like, I don't know how people are going to take this. Like, did you guys ever have that that moment? Or were no. you guys just, like, ready to go? <laughs> yeah. We kind of live that way, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's very organic. Yeah. Because, you know, even a psychologist friend of mine said, there's it's impossible for you to separate the two. You can ignore one and pay attention to the other, yeah. but you can't separate them. Yeah. So there are, and it's funny because... <laughs> Some of my friends that run the studio across town, I would get deep when I was teaching there. And sure. they'd be like, yeah, so 
You're so, scaring people. So, 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 so we we love you and we love your your thing. Um, but if you could pull maybe pull back just a little on the on the I guess the the depth of the thing. And then I knew I'm like, oh snap. Yeah. And and there are people who just would rather sure. I just want to work on crap. Yeah. But and what we're finding and that's fantastic. But what we're finding is is that. Your craft suffers if you mm -hmm. don't build your spirit, your soul, your Absolutely. mind, your body, your will, your emotions. Yeah. If you're not taking care of that, <clears throat> then your craft is suffering. Absolutely. Well, we deal in emotions. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it is our isn't business funny, though, to that, be emotionally yeah. available. So and if you're in bondage with your emotions, right. you can't tap in as deep right. as you mm -hmm. need to. And I think it's just funny how many actors like understand that at the surface level and then they get so scared. Like oh, when yeah. that time comes or when they have a coach or someone who is like pushing them to go a little bit deeper and figure mm -hmm. out some of those big questions. Like, yeah. I'm sure you guys have experienced that here at the studio, but like, mm -hmm. I feel like people balk a little bit. They're like, okay, I'm not ready for that step. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. gonna... Well, it's, it's control too. Yeah. Like we're all a little bit <laughs> control. Oh, yeah. At least I am. Um, and so it gets scary when you, you let yourself have the freedom to slip into the unknown where you're, because honestly, the whole thing about acting is to not act at all. To be mm -hmm. fully present in the moment. And the only way to be fully present in the moment is being so uh, so comfortable in the uncomfortable and not yeah. planning. And not that's not to say you don't do your homework, that you don't do your prep, sure. that you don't do what you need <laughs> to do to be to be available. But once you've done that, you get to set it down because right. now you just get to live. Yeah. And it takes guts. Yeah. To sit into a moment with someone mm -hmm. emotionally naked, so to speak, and just let out whatever happens yeah. and not plan it and not go, oh, I have a beat here and a beat here. I'm going to look there. <laughs> like, who wants to see that? Nobody nope. wants to see That's that. safe. Mm. Yeah. It, well, and it's not going to book you. And it's nope. not going to – If you would not pay to go see that in a movie. We yeah. lean into people, to movies, to stories where people are emotionally vulnerable. We're like, yeah. oh, that. When we lean in. And so that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's kind of part of it, but I know a big thing for you, Wendy, is unleashing and owning your creative power. Can you yeah. talk to me a little bit about what that means? Well, I, I feel like we're all sort of our own superhero. Oh, right? I love that. I mean, we all have things about us that make us immensely valuable and unique. And I just think that once we find that and tap into that, that's what sets you apart. That's what makes you powerful. It's so silly to to look at um, another creative or another artist and want to be like that sure. or say a line like that. You know, no one can do you like you do you how you do you. Mm -hmm. And that's your power. Like people aren't, if you and I are going in for the same role, I don't look at you as my competition. Yeah. There's no way we're going to tell the same story. You don't have my life experience and right. I don't have your life experience. So the way we tell a story is going to be in its big, like in the fibers, like so yeah. different. Yeah. How we think, how we deliver the lines, what comes before and what we're pulling from. So that's the superpower. Like that's the thing. Like when you look at um, other storytellers, whoever your favorite storytellers are, there's something very unique about them that you're like, ah, oh, that thing they do. And sometimes you can't even put your finger on it, but it's like that. And no one can duplicate it. Yeah. So there again, it's like doing you in the most beautiful way. I love that. I love that. What about you? What well, do you think? <laughs> I, I, I totally 100 million percent agree. And I think that one of the biggest things that I see, I do a ridiculous amount of one-on-one -on -one coaching and taping. 
And one of the things that people have a hard time with is, again, we go back to what we talked about before, where they can't lean in to an intimate relationship with a reader because they don't even lean into being quiet and intimate with themselves. Right. They refuse to take 15 minutes a day, five minutes a day, an hour a day with themselves, yeah. by themselves, for themselves mm-hmm. because of, oh, I just, I would rather be have noise or be busy or on my phone or be working right. because of the, the angst that is in them from their own issues that mm-hmm. they refuse to deal with. Yeah. And so, you know, when I coach people, uh, it literally happened today with a guy who is just so frenetic in every aspect of the audition. Mm-hmm. And this dude's breakdown was um the leader of this certain group of people and i was like dude would you follow you right now (laughs) he was like what do you mean what are you talking about i'm like that right there that response speedy gonzalez like nobody wants yeah can i i would not follow someone that is so frenetic they look like they don't know what they want or where they're going and it dawned on him i said would you in life follow you and his shoulders dropped and he kind of had this really sad moment <laughs> of, and he's like, I, I, I don't know if I would. And I just let him sit in it for a second. And when he looked up, I said, I follow you because I know you. He's a great dude, like such a high level of integrity, yeah. a friend that would just sacrifice everything for you. Yeah. And he'd be in the middle of the road. He'd run out and like right. superhero cars <laughs> for you. Like he's that kind of a dude. Yeah. I looked him right in his corner and I said, I would follow you because you're that high level of integrity. You're that guy. Mm -hmm. I said, you need to view yourself like I view you. I would follow you anywhere, dude. And it rocked him and he needed a minute. Like he got really emotional. Sure. And he said, no one has ever in my whole life said that to me. So he booked 30 minutes. We're in here an hour and a half because we had to deal with that Yeah, yeah. Right? It's a mini and therapy then, session. Yeah, because really in that particular role, he was trying to pretend to be a leader. Right. Instead of settling into the part of him that can lead. Yeah. Oh, I That's love that. totally different, mm-hmm. right? And so for him, realizing who he is, that he is a leader, that he already leads. At his job, we started talking about you were just, you've only been there six months. You were just made like a manager. Like that, <laughs> that's a leader. He's like, oh, it's just a job. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not giving yourself credit for who you're called to be. So being able to bring people to that revelation of that level of foundation, it automatically, innately just connects them to the human being yeah. they're telling the story about. And we did two takes of this thing and he crushed it. Wow. And that's the work, but that's the real like creative surgery, if you will. Like you're going to get that if you come here, no matter what we do. If we're taking your (laughs) headshots, if we're putting putting you on tape, it's kind of like I don't do well with small talk. That's like the, sorry, I just realized that's like the perfect like label for you with your split brain functioning creative surgeon. (laughs) Wendy (laughs) wins. Well, I mean, honestly, like I don't do well with small talk. It kind of, I get weird and I'm like, no, can we just talk? Like, let's just go in and get in there. Like, let's talk about things. Like, Mm -hmm. get to know each other. Tell me everything. Um, Because it's like, let's, let's trim the fat yeah you know cut the bs sure like, let's go in there like he's saying like that's that's the work like what aspects of me are a leader already i think you know like it's hard because in this world that we're in now with social media and social media is both good and then not so good um 
we're constantly, we forget about the things that used to get us super excited, the things that we used to pat ourselves on the backs for, yeah. but say, good job. You did that. Like you got an audition. Good job. Like yeah. you did it. Great. You did your prep. Like all that. When did that become something small and it mm-hmm. wasn't brave? Sure. Like what I think that we don't give ourselves credit for the big, wonderful things we do. So then when we go into these characters and we're asked to be brave or we're asked to be this and that. I'm like, well, I'm not that because everyone else is so far ahead of me when really that's just their highlight reel and everyone's on the hot mess express and nobody wants to talk about it, but the people (laughs) at the creative. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love that. I mean, it's so true. I think um, I'm all about celebrating everything. Everything. So, and I think especially for actors when, you know, it can often feel like no one else Mm -hmm. is celebrating you. I mean, I think it's important to remember that you're always with you. And so you can either choose to be your own celebration or not and Mm -hmm. join in with everyone else who's not celebrating you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, an audition. I mean, I was at a, a great panel a few weeks ago with some casting directors and they were super honest about how many people they even invite to audition Mm -hmm. for their shows and how many people they even call back. And those numbers were a great reality check for me. I was like, okay, like that's, let's take a minute and like Mm -hmm. process that and realize like you are one out of hundreds of people who were called in even just to be seen. And that is awesome. Yeah, I think that we need to like be really good at, t- I, there, I think it was Oprah, oh God, forgive me, I think it was Oprah, <laughs> she said she does two things, or excuse me, three things every day that she says, you know, God, how can I serve you today, which ultimately serves everyone um, in a way filled with love, um, what did I do well today, and what can I do better in the yeah. future, like, and I think that's so good, because we always need to be teachable and grow. Um, but, and we all also need to love our friends and our, and our people and our servants influence well. Um, but we also need to say good job. Yeah. You know, you did a great job today. Even if like I am my own worst critic. So anytime, if anybody comes at me just know that I have already like given myself 17 surgeries before <laughs> you even came to me to tell me I did something wrong. So it's like, we have to like go, good job. You did this today. You were brave here. You didn't conquer this fully, but when you did right. that one thing, that was really great. And I think we just have to do that. And if mm-hmm. you, your, your tribe of people, um, and we, we speak a lot on having a really good, solid tribe of people that you can rest in and trust yeah. and have accountability with, like those people know you and they probably are already doing that with you and you guys are doing it together. So that it's just so important. Mm-hmm. I think the, the greatest thing that I've seen that is the greatest detriment is living on the side of fear because that starts fear births a lot of different things Mm -hmm. right you can either live out of love or out of fear Mm -hmm. and if you're in judgment that means that you're so afraid that you won't be loved that you try to critique everything to be perfect Mm -hmm. so that you will be loved yeah so if you're doing everything in this industry to be liked to be accepted to be loved you've already lost (laughs) because you have missed the most important truth that you're already loved. God doesn't want you in this industry to do things to be loved. You're already loved. So you get to be in this industry. Yeah. But a lot of times people reverse that, right? Because of our upbringing, a lot of people have some super rough stories, just insane nightmarish type stuff. So they grow up with the mindset that they're not good enough anyway. 
And that's one of the things every class we do, we make people say, I am more than enough. Right. For mm-hmm. everything I touch, for everything I'm a part of, everything I add to gets better. Because that really is truth. Yeah. And so if we can cut the judgment, starting with ourselves, because the reason why we're so judgmental of other people is because we judge ourselves. That's the filter we and the lens we look at everything through. Mm-hmm. If we don't change that lens, then we cannot get out of that spinning tornado of, I hope they like me. I hope I'm enough. I hope, I hope, I hope. Yeah. And then you get burnt out. Right. You know? And it gets in the way of, of all the things and all the good you could be doing. Yeah. That's how I think of it. I'm like, if I'm sitting over here so worried about myself, then like mm-hmm. I'm doing nothing for the people around me. And yeah. that's not good for anyone. Yeah. So that's, yeah. um, or yeah. worried about other people's journey. I think that's sure. really easy to fall into, especially in this industry. I think people see like, oh, this person's booking a lot or that person's booking a lot. And then we, we're not maintaining our yeah. lane, you know, and it's one of those things that there's so many um, opportunities to see things as closed doors or no, or they don't like me that we get, we, we get so caught up in the wrong thing. And yeah. that pulls our focus from the job at hand, which is the great privilege it is to be a storyteller. And yeah. then it's like, what? And we're just in a mess <laughs> of emotions. And it's like, what? you can't even do the audition because yeah. you're worried about all the wrong things. Absolutely. Yeah, I my little mantra whenever I'm feeling like that or feeling just distracted or overwhelmed is, mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy yeah, to be here. Whether it's I'm happy to be in this audition truly. room or I'm happy mm-hmm. to live here or I'm truly. happy to, you know, whatever it is, yeah. that kind of like, oh, okay, I'm just happy to be here. That's, well, and that's so good. <laughs> and that lens really is what brings you to that place of knowing that you're in the right place, right? If you're, if you're able to understand that every time you audition, it's not a failure, but it is literally the victory that thousands of other people are even praying for. Yeah. You know, like somebody came in here the other day, they were so furious that they auditioned for this show eight times and still haven't gotten anything. Mm. And I laughed hysterically. That's the best thing ever. I was yeah. like, look, dude. My, that means they love you. My, yes. first, my first booking ever film and TV was Army Wives. Yes. All right. So yes. I auditioned 19 times and got my 19th one. Yeah. And I still remember going on set and the casting director was there like, Dave, oh my gosh. And I, now, mind you, the whole time, these people freaking hate me 19 <laughs> times. This is insane. Bless. And the very first booking, I learned one of the greatest lessons of my whole career. Casting director walks up, Dave, oh my God, I am so glad we finally got you on this show. You have no idea how many times you were in consideration for roles on this thing. Mm. We finally got you on. I was determined to get you on this yeah. show. He said, I fought for you for so many roles. Remember that one? He starts naming these things Specifically, that, that I yeah. didn't even remember. Wow. I didn't, it was just 19 balls of madness to yeah. me that I didn't book. But what I realized was, is that every time you're invited, it's like being invited to dinner. Mm-hmm. Like they are opening the door for you to be someone they trust to enter into their sacred place yeah. of craft. Mm-hmm. These casting directors have bosses who look at them and go, we're paying you money. Where's my people? And the casting director says, let me invite this group of amazing actors in. Watch them create so they can then help tell my boss's story. Right. Many of us forget that link, that truth, Mm -hmm. right? That how many times I told somebody last week, I said, how many times have you been trusted this year? And they were like, what? I said, how many auditions have you had? Mm -hmm. How many times have you been trusted to tell a story? And they were like, 
Oh my god. <laughs> Light bulb. Light bulb moment. Yeah. And they were like, I will never complain about getting auditions yeah. ever again. Because gratefulness is the lens that shows us how favored and how loved we really are. Yeah. And if you're not looking at it through that, then you're then it's judgment. That's the opposite of that. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you're looking at everything with a critical judgmental eye sure. through lack of what you don't have instead of realizing this amazing abundance yeah. you've been given sure. of favor and love and connections and relationships and that that is so key gratitude and love and serving if you are acting out of those out of that space oh my gosh but yeah. if you're if you're creating something out of fear then you're already sure. you must just shut the door you might as well just not even send the audition like right. you know what i mean it's like so, such a yeah. mess um, one thing that we love, we have a heart for is giving back. And um, we are connected with all sorts of nonprofits um, throughout Atlanta. And we always tell people, especially a part as people that are part of our mindset mastery is to find your people group and get out there and serve. Mm -hmm. um, the thing to say, like, I'm happy you're, I'm happy I'm here or happy to be here. Yeah. Like I serve, um, one of my, I love serving women and children. And so one of my nonprofits that I work closely with is called Out of Darkness. Um, Atlanta, unfortunately, is one of the top for sex trafficking and sexual exploitation um, and human trafficking in general. And every time I go out in those streets and I talk to somebody who is, whoo, gosh, has it way worse than I could ever imagine having it. I'm like, why do I ever complain about a single yeah. thing? And it's like, it's so much about, like, we get to do this. This is privilege and this is blessing. And this is, it's like the cherry on top of this very beautiful thing we call life. We just get to do yeah. it. And the real heart is going and serving people. And I think once, if you're doing those two things, you're automatically going to look at it through the filter of, gratitude because Absolutely. I've been on the streets with these people, these women, these men, these children. And I think, wow, what they wouldn't give to walk five minutes in my shoes. Right. To trade problems with me. Exactly. Day. Yeah. What am I complaining about? And so all that to say is whatever your, your people group is, get out there and serve someone who doesn't have it as good as you. Yeah. Um, and I think that will immediately cause a change yeah, in your heart. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, the way that I've kind of started like visualizing it for me is, you know, I can either choose, because the things that we think and we feel, they stay in our bodies yeah. longer than we realize. So I can either choose to fill myself up and let all of those, I think of it almost like gross black ink, you yeah. know, yeah. all that judgment or that frustration uh -huh. or the jealousy or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like if I let myself have those thoughts, that's going to fill up and stay in my system for a while. Yeah. Or I can stop that and fill myself up with mm -hmm. really good, sparkly, happy things. Yeah. And like yeah. like you were saying, like serving and being grateful and things like that. And the second that, now that I have it wired like that in my mindset, anytime I'm like having a rough day and like getting complaining, I'll think of the black ink and I'm like, okay, we got to stop that. We got to stop that. Replace that with sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's okay those feelings we all have them there are days yeah. when Dave and I are like oh my goodness like <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not like we book all the things right you know right. what I mean we don't book all the things we audition a lot and that is yeah. a huge celebration and and we've worked hard to get there but it's hard for us too whenever we haven't sure. booked a tv show in a year you yeah. know or whatever it is whatever right. the amount of time so we get in our feelings 
you know, there's great things you can do. You can work out, you can sleep mm-hmm. into a pillow, you can, you know, you can have a moment where you just word vomit all the things, but then you reel it back in and you keep it moving. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't want to paint at this picture that we like, yeah, no, don't I mean, struggle there. It's okay to struggle. Yeah. And it's sure. okay to have feelings that aren't yeah. positive, but I would say for me, it's just not staying. Yes. It's place. so key. Yeah. It's the difference between a swamp and a river. Yes. Right. Like if you get yourself in this place where you have no flow out (laughs) right it's what can i get what can i get what can i get that's swamp and you stank and ain't Mm -hmm. nobody want to be around it because everything in there is dead (laughs) yeah right so you know that you're dying if you're not flowing out to anybody which is why we teach people here i ask people all the time in all of my classes what have you written Mm. what have you recorded what have you shot what have you been a part of what indie are you doing for free out of passion on weekends in your free time did you start a podcast? Are you online learning? Are you, what, what is the thing you're doing other than just wanting? Right. Right. There has to be gift. If you, if you think about giving, giving is from gift, right? It is the flow of us pouring out. That's what a river does. It, it flows. And if we're not flowing, we're stuck. Yeah. And then, and what happens is, is we get in this place of wanting to get unstuck by getting more right but the way you get unstuck is to give mm-hmm. sure you know is there a rookie actor that you know you've been in this thing five six seven eight nine years is there a rookie that you met in a networking thing email them yeah. get them on social hey let's go to coffee so i can answer any questions that you might have and you pay for their coffee and sit at a table and talk to them and pour out to them and get yourself in that place of giving yeah because that's what changes the ball game you know, every bit of marketing we do, when I even do a consult we had yesterday with somebody about their marketing plan, every bit of marketing was everything that they had. It was a couple, everything they had was, we sure would like to audition for you for this and this and this yeah. is on a hit list and whatever. I'm like, this is stupid. No, burn all yeah. of that. Do not, you don't dare click print. Everyone wants something from yeah. you. You've got to be the ones to tell them what you're giving. Yeah. Like every bit of marketing that we do to anyone, anywhere in the whole industry is what we can give. Sure. What value are you I want nothing from you. I want you to know that if you need anything, this is what I bring to the table. Yeah. And this is what I can give and this is what I can pour out. And it's amazing that as you do that, the view that changes Mm -hmm. that casting directors and producers and directors and writers have of you. You know, I was on set this last year and a director was having a terrible day. I mean, and she, it was a rough one because I heard her on the phone with execs and they were pounding about budget and this and time and whatever. She hangs up, has big, deep, heavy breath. And I said, hey, let me answer that phone next time it rings. We'll, we'll see if they're going to call you back and mess with you today. And she was like, what? I'm like, give me your phone. Just let me have her. And she was like, what? Are you, are you kidding? I'm like, I'm not kidding. I ain't playing. And then it rang. I was like, give me the phone. Give me the phone. Let me at him. And she was laughing. Her face was beat red. She was cracking up. She's like, no, no. I'm like, give me the phone. And she's like, just wait a minute. Just be quiet. I'm like, no, get it. if they mess with you, I'm taking it from you. And she was laughing, picking up hysterical. And it was like a producer yeah. having to talk with her about something. And she hung up. She's like, you are crazy. Go to your mark. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be over here saying my lines and I'm going to come get your phone right in the middle of it and they mess with you. And it was such a cool thing to see somebody on set that has a need that just needed what I have, right? Yeah. The joy and the comedy and the love that I have for people in the industry mm-hmm. on a set that's about 
technically telling a story, but really it's about budget and time sure. and get the heck out. Mm-hmm. Depends on who so, you ask. Right. Yeah. Depends on who you <laughs> yeah, ask, exactly. right? So so I think that a lot of people walk through even being on set as something that they're getting mm-hmm. instead of going on set saying, God, show me who I'm here for. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm here to tell a story. I'm going to be next level excellent in my craft. Right. And who else am I here for? Who yeah. am I here to give to? Right. That I can change their life while I'm here. Yeah. I've had numerous sets where PAs will shake my hand at the end of the day and say, thank you for talking to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, dude, Aww. nobody ever sees me. Like, this was crazy. You actually sat there talking to me about something, about skateboarding yeah. and stuff. I don't know about skateboarding. But I saw this dude's board, and I'm like, oh, my God, I used to want a Tony Hawk board when I was in middle school. And he's like, Tony Hawk, my God. Aww. Right? Like, just seeing yeah. human beings as part of our calling. Sure. It changes the whole game for everyone. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, the way I – I mean, my dad – amazing man. He, from a really young age, cause I started in this business when I was little and I had to learn that lesson. And he was like, Hey, look, you are being invited mm-hmm. to sit at these tables. You already have the seat. Yeah. So once you're there, you don't need to beg or prove right. that you deserve the seat anymore. Exactly. You just need to make that seat that worthwhile, like mm-hmm. make it worthwhile. Otherwise they're not going to ask you to come sit in the chair again next time. Mm-hmm. And that I think is, is kind of, uh, something that I, I've seen a lot too, where people, even when they're already booked, like they're booked and blessed and they're like still like <laughs> freaking out and like feel like they need to prove themselves every five seconds. Like they don't, like they're just in their little bubble instead mm-hmm. of like reaching out to all the other people around them. Yeah. So I love that. I'm 100% well, on board with you. everybody knows like when somebody like starts talking to you and then there's like a question because they need something from you, yeah. you immediately close up a little and give them a stiff arm like you you back up right sure. but people are going to lean into you if you expect nothing right out of anybody there and the only job you are there to do is to do your job well mm-hmm. that you were hired for but just be not be yeah. weird not you know not be a nuisance you know don't but be needy right <laughs> of people stroking your ego make their day easy just be and happy great and, and yeah. be of service and i think that's that will change everything because we have got some of the most amazing casting directors in our town. Yeah. We've got the most amazing writers and directors and people are flooding in our town. And mm-hmm. we, I don't want to be Atlanta wood. I don't want to be um, Yolly wood. Please. Can we stop with all that? <laughs> can we just be Atlanta strong? Can we be like an amazing Atlanta, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. But I just want to make a name for ourselves because of the quality of the people that are yeah. here. I want to be set apart from Hollywood. I don't want to be like Hollywood. They're fantastic at what they do, but we're fantastic at what we do. So we need to make sure that we are out there loving well, doing what our mama taught us. You know, we got raised by Southern mamas, most of us, (laughs) right? And and daddies. So it's like, go out there and serve and show them, make them want more of you. I love that. That is a great note to end it on, I think. Yes. Thank you guys so much for sharing uh, all of your stories and your wisdom with me. Um, I would love to send all of my listeners to connect with you guys. So where can they do that at? Uh, you can go on social medias where we post everything that we do. Um, and that's the Creative Movement ATL mm-hmm. uh, on IG and Facebook. Those are our two main deals. Um, and we'll be posting everything we're doing creative wise on there. We've got amazing workshops coming up. We just posted on there. We've got, 
uh, Margie Haber from LA. I'm so excited. As her home I'm already signed up. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, it's going to be ridiculous on a whole bunch of levels. Uh, and we are so excited. She's coming in September. Um, and then we've got, uh, we're working right now. I can say it. I can't say it. Dang, yeah. that, but I can't <laughs> just say know, it. Just know that just, we're working on good stuff. Oh, man, yeah. And that should just that is coming us. soon. It's not soon. fully final, final. Yeah, this likes to share all the things Ooh, we can't. So you guys have to follow along with them on social media <laughs> yes. so you can hear the secrets once they're no longer yeah, secrets. Yeah. <laughs> we do have individual social media. We have two children whom we are, like, I'm massively obsessed with. They're precious. And we do, like, I share our life with them and we're homeschooling this year so pray for us and <laughs> like Stella's an actor Liam just booked his first job so Ooh, he's gonna yeah. and we share those things so if you want to get to know us on a personal level um close but not too close I'm kidding that's my highly <laughs> functioning introvert coming out <laughs> um you can follow us individually I'm Wendy Wynn and that's Dave Pelleggi yeah so, and I'll link all of those links as Thank well you. anything yeah. else they need to know um you're enough you are more than enough yeah more than enough yeah and if you want to go in deep check out our classes page our website is the creative movement at or the creative movement.co and uh go to the classes page jump in come audit come just check out the feel and the flow every teacher we have believes what we believe and they're all in so uh you're going to get the best of all of us when you uh when you come love it well thank you guys again thank you you so much (laughs) Guys, I feel like I don't even have anything to add on to this episode because Wendy and Dave covered so, so many topics that I think are so important for us all as actors. Um, One of my favorite things that Wendy and Dave really strive to make known to everyone is that you are absolutely enough where you are, what you look like, where you come from, no matter all of those things. You are absolutely enough as a human being, first and foremost, but also as an actor. And um, every time that I have the honor of chatting with Wendy and Dave, I'm reminded of that. And that's truly the heart of all the things that we talked about today, about understanding your purpose on this earth as a human and as an artist and creating content and um, really unleashing that creative power that we're talking about. So I hope that you were inspired by today's episode by Wendy and Dave. And definitely check out uh, the classes that they're offering that are coming up soon. They have so many cool things uh, happening at their studio. I know this past weekend, I was lucky enough to take a workshop with Margie Haber, a coach from LA, that they literally worked for months to get her to come and do this workshop in Atlanta. And I'm really just so thankful for their dedication to um, making our Atlanta community great and pushing us to be better and better and better. So definitely get out there, connect with Wendy and Dave if you haven't already. And I know that you're just going to love them as much as I do. Um, that's about it for us today. If you haven't seen already on Instagram, I announced our special event. We are doing a live recording of the podcast of an episode for season two with the one and only Rick Wrights. He's incredible. He's had a longstanding, fabulous career in the entertainment industry. He's one of the main reasons that 
our Atlanta film industry is what it is today. And he's going to talk all about the past and the future of Atlanta film. And I think you guys are going to get so much out of it. So if you want the details on all of that, head over to Instagram. You can find everything there at It's a Slate of Mind or at my personal account at Allison underscore Hazelden. I would love to have you attend, but seats are limited. So make sure that you go check that out and reserve your seat before all of them are reserved. So if you like today's episode, if you think it would help someone else out, uh, be sure to forward that to them. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. I really appreciate all of your feedback, guys. I've been getting so many really awesome and interesting and inspiring um, feedback from you guys, and it truly makes me so happy to hear what you guys think about the episodes, what you want to hear more of, and kind of what's been going on in your guys' lives and and some of the awesome things that you guys are achieving. So thank you for interacting and never be shy because I love hearing from you. So that is it for me for this week. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful weekend and week ahead, and I will catch you on the next one. See you later, guys. Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Allison Hazelden, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.